0: everybody, welcome back to the Kiefer Tested Podcast, sponsored by Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, and gear for dirt bikes, side-by-size dual-sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. With low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping, it's free. That's a good price. It's easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. That's right. If you got some parts you want to order, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com. They're helping Kiefer Tested Podcast. They're putting it out there for you guys. So let's help them out. And, you know, they're they're giving back to the sport. So let's, uh, let's order some stuff up. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Um, basically, today we're going to talk a little bit, something a little bit different. Um, I get a lot of emails, social media questions about how I became a test rider, um, how I could test, you know, better, you know. And I wanted to put like a little quick pod, podcast together just to kind of give you guys an idea of what, what I did growing up as a test guy and also what you can do out there to try to make your bike better. It's, it's not that hard, you know. I've been doing it for 17 years, and there is a science to it. But also there is some simplicity where you guys can do some stuff yourself um, just in case, you know, I haven't tested something and you can't use my word and you guys want to, you know, make a purchase, you know, maybe you guys can try it out and then decipher it for yourself. So basically there's a there's a system how I grew up doing it and how I was taught. I'll share some of that with you. And also when we talk about the sheets, I will try to make a sheet up for you guys and post it up on keyfarinktesting.com so you guys can print it off and use it when you go to the track. So you know, like I said, you either have it or you kind of don't. But you can learn some of these things that I've been doing. You know, testing motorcycles is a process. It's not just something that happens overnight. Your bike's better. Magically, boom, it's done, right? Um, some of these pros, sponsored guys out there, man, they know how to twist the throttle. They they rip. But when they come back, they don't know how to give feedback. I've, I've watched some of the top guys in our sport um, listen to them and I'm puzzled, like they have no idea what they feel or or anything they just know how to throw that right hand down and haul ass so that's one thing I've always been good at is giving evaluations you know giving some good feedback, really nitpicking the bike to to knowing what it's doing on the track. I'm not a very good mechanic, but my testing skills and I feel a lot on the track, so um that's where my worth is worth is at so there's an old saying in the testing world, you're only as good as what you try. And to me, I, I kind of feel like that's true because if you always ride the same stuff, you never know what could be out there to to get your bike better. Kind of like when you get married, right? How many how many chicks did you guys go through out there that finally like, oh, man, this is the right one. I'm going to marry this one. You went through several, right? I know I did. I went through a lot of women before I knew about who I wanted to marry. Bikes aren't that different. Parts aren't that different. You figure it out. So unlike marriage, there's there's a rating scale that we can work off of to help us go back and see if we're making progress with our bike or parts. So in the manufacturer world, there's a whole testing sheet that we break down over 70 points of the dirt bike. We don't have to get that crazy for you guys out there to do it, but you can grab a notepad and a pen and make a score sheet. That's easy to do. So what you guys can do is write the track down where you're at, temperature, humidity, wherever you guys, you know, feel like where you're at and there is a numerical system that you can do to break down a category. Let's say an engine, low end, mid range, top end, over rev. We use a number 2, 3 and 4 scale. So let me explain this to you. A three is your baseline setting. Three is what you're trying to get better. So if you have a stock bike, that is a number three. If you have a stock muffler, that is a number three. A stock piston, that is a number three. Everything from a three, you always want to go above. You don't want to buy something, then you figure it out, and it's worse, right? So how we break this down is there's a three. Three plus, three point five, and a four. A three plus is a slightly better feeling on the track, and it's barely noticeable. Like let's say you put that muffler on and you scored a three plus, that means it's a little bit better off bottom end, but everywhere else feels about the same. So that's about a three plus. So that's what you would wanna rate that if that's what you felt. A three point five is better in most areas. So you're out on the track, you're comparing a Yamaha to a Honda you're like, oh, man, this Honda rips in the mid-range. But it feels pretty close to the same, you know, in the bottom end and the top end. But the mid-range, man, it rips. And over rev, it's better. So that's basically a 3.5. It's It's better in most areas, but there's still some areas where the other part or bike is a little bit better. Now, number four is better in all areas. You put on a pipe, you put whatever part on you immediately get on the track, you feel it, you're like, oh man, it's better everywhere. Like I like this way better than what I was using. That's a number four. So that's what we're trying to achieve. It's very rare that you see a number four, but it does happen. So if you have a four and you're working off of that and you say, man, it's a lot better, then that's something that you want to stick with and leave on your bike. Now the other scale of that is a number two. So the two scale is, A 2 is horrible, right? You don't want any part of that. You're like, I get on the track, it's worse everywhere, number 2. Now, a 2.5 is eh, it's a little bit worse. I feel like it's worse, you know, the mid-range and the low end, but it's better on the top end. Well, that's a 2.5. You don't want that. I mean, it's you're looking to achieve better than a 3. So that is basically the numerical system that we kind of work off of And it makes it really easy to read and go back later on when we're trying to check parts. So, when we have a smattering of stuff, like let's say four or five things, it's easy to check the number system and see how we're doing, you know, the ranking wise. So, and that's another thing, too. You don't want to bring a bunch of parts to the track, let's say seven or eight things, and try to make the change. One, it's too much. You don't want to do that. Maximum two to three things for you guys out there that you want to change on the track. And that's another thing. Don't change the parts in the garage, bros. Don't change it in the garage. You know, you're drinking beer with your buddy. Dude, that's got a sick new muffler. Let's drink some beers. I'm going to put it on. We'll go ride tomorrow. Don't do it. Don't do it. Put this stuff on at the track. I know it sucks. It's blazing hot outside or whatever. Suck it up. Put the stuff on the track, ride it stock, get your baseline setting, you know, do that, and then put it on so you can really feel the difference. If you guys put it on in the garage, you're really not going to know what it felt like. I mean, I can't remember 12 hours ago what something felt like. I need something right away like to compare back to back. So that's that's important to do. And then, you know, once your, your test is done, you can go ride and do what you want. But it's better to test everything you want on the track so that way, that way you can really feel the difference. Now for you guys out there that are at the track and you get there at 8 in the morning or whatever, that's fine. But if you're doing suspension testing, you might want to wait till later the track gets hacked out. That way you can really feel the difference. Um, but once you get to the track, always try to hit the same line that you started with in the morning. Okay, so... You got your parts with you, unload your bike, you're on the track, you go, you know, do a couple warm ups. Make sure when you test the parts that you hit the same area all the time. No matter what it is engine, suspension, um, handlebar stuff just do it. Try to do it. It's tough to do, I know, because you want to venture off and do other things and the track changes. But try to hit the same line all the time. And the reason being is because if you go off of line, and let's say you're hitting the same bumps, you know, half the day, and then you go somewhere else and you don't hit them. You think, A, the suspension's better, right? Like, oh, I don't feel the bumps. Well, because you didn't hit it. Or if you go offline and the you're doing some engine stuff, pipe, piston, whatever, the track is deeper, the bike's under load more, and it feels slower. So basically try to hit within a foot range of your same line all the time. That's important. And for you off-road guys out there... You can do the same thing. You can uh you know make set up a short loop. You know, do a 6-minute, 8-minute loop and just do that loop around 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 and always hit the same stuff because it's super easy to get lost and confused if you do something different. So, try to keep everything controlled and the same. And for you moto guys out there, don't go out 20 minutes for each test, okay? Change apart 3 to 4 laps, feel it. If you haven't felt it in 4 laps, then it's probably in the two range so I would say it's not as good you should at least notice it within a few laps and don't wear yourself out so keep it uh, keep it mellow and uh, a good rule of thumb is your first impression is probably the right one if you sit out there for more than a few laps you start second guessing yourself and then your mind starts playing tricks on you so get out there ride two three laps and usually your first impression is the right one Now if you guys want to get real tricky, you know, if you have someone to bring, you know, with you to the track, what we normally do in a manufacturer world is called blind testing. And blind testing is we have no idea what they're changing. So we pull in, we get sent off, you know, either A and you're in their sprinter van or you go in the box van, the engineers and the mechanics change the part. You go back there and you have to relay the the messages back to them, not knowing what they changed. So This is a super good way to feel and to really understand your motorcycle. It's tricky, but also you don't get filled up with pre-notion in your head of, oh, uh, they changed the cam, so I know it's going to be this or this. Or, shoot, there's something different in the piston, you know, it could be this or this. Or, I changed the muffler, you know, so it's going to have more bottom end. You don't want to be like brainwashed, so to speak. So blind testing is really organic, it's easy, and it's uh, it gives better feedback to the engineers. That's a little advanced for you guys. You know, if you guys are bored and you guys want to test yourselves and that's something cool you can do. But uh, basically that's what we do in the manufacturer world. Yeah, and I want to kind of go over some testing terms with you guys. I know you guys talk about, hey, what is this? What's understeer? What's what's that? And you guys hit me up a lot and want to know some testing terms. And there are some terms that we use in the testing world that that can relate there for you guys. So basically, uh, here's a few of them that I kind of like to use when I write my tests. So a rider triangle. Um, the rider triangle is basically the cockpit area of the motorcycle. It's the handlebar to seat to footbed position. Foot peg position. Um, that is the triangle area of the dimensions of how you feel on the bike. Um, so when you're sitting on the bike or standing, it's that area from the handlebar to the seat to the foot peg. So that's what you call a rider triangle. Uh, RPM response. So this is tricky. So RPM response is the crispness, like the crisp feeling or the instant throttle um feeling that you get on any given RPM range. It's not just low end. You could have, you could be like third gear, and all of a sudden that's RPM response. That initial, you know, let's say you're at 8,000 RPM and that burst that you're going to give it, that initial piece right there is RPM response. Um, If you're coming out of a corner, that's RPM response. So that could be anywhere from the bottom, mid, to top. RPM response is anywhere in those range. Um, pulling power. Now, pulling power is something when you're rolling on the throttle and you're out of a corner and it's that feeling you get, that torque feeling you get between your legs. Like, as you're coming out, you're rolling out and that pulling power feeling, um, that's what we call pulling power. Um, a dirty feeling, what I call dirty is a term used to when the fuel injection or the carburation has a little bit of blah, 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 like off the bottom, um, kind of feels rich. That's more of a dirty feeling and you basically, you kind of feel that under acceleration or when the bike's under load. So for example, coming out of a corner, you go to give it throttle and it kind of hiccups or kind of feels like it's raspy. That's what we call a a dirty feeling. Uh, Forward bite. So forward bite is a term to the rear wheel um, that I like to give when I'm coming out of a corner or how soon the bike surges out so it could be anywhere on the track it could be coming out of a corner but also be can going up a jump face when you're accelerating that's forward bite flickability i'm sure you guys knows the the center of gravity the cg feeling of the bike in the air i know we uh we talk about that a lot when it's you know we're whipping it in the air and um how easy it is to maneuver. And that has something to do with when the engine's low and all the weight is really low. That's a good CG feeling, and that's what makes it really flickable. So that's what you guys can call flickability. Um, A big one I get all the time is suspension comfort and performance. And I kind of went over that in my Honda podcast, but the comfort is the plushness of the suspension on square edge, D-cell bumps, anything that's hard, and you feel you coming into it, and you have a lot of Movement and it's comfortable and it's almost soft feel, but it has a lot of comfort. Performance is more of a a hard feeling or what some of the A kit suspension um, does. Like, I feel like when you have an A kit, you get a lot of performance and you lose a little comfort compared to stock. So, basically, you're jumping, over jump something, it kind of soaks it up, it lands, has a dead feeling. That's more of a performance feeling. Um, you can charge harder into bumps, and the bike stays up more. It doesn't move as much, so it's a good thing to have performance. But also, if you have too much of it, it gets harsh, and that's what you don't want. So, a harsh feeling is a spike in your suspension, and you hit it, and you're like, "Ugh, man, that's harsh. I feel like it's not moving, and if there's there's no comfort in it." You know, and you want to make the bike move, but also hold up. That's that's in That's a perfect situation that we all want. So at the end of the day, we all want to create a better motorcycle for us. I'm here for you guys at KeeferInkTesting.com and at PulpMX.com. But also, you guys can do some of this stuff yourself with the track and see for yourself firsthand how much better or worse your bike can get. Super easy to do. Like I said, just use the numerical system and kind of jot down the things that you feel on the day that you ride and you know what it could change from day to day so bring that book with you what I call a bible I have a testing bible I have a note bible I have all these little bibles around the house that I carry or I take with me the track so when I do go and let's say I have the same bike and I'm like oh man the bike doesn't feel as good today I know if I'm going backwards or forwards so it's super easy to do it takes a little bit of time but I'm sure you guys could have some fun with it and you know hit me back and let me know what you guys think and and if you guys have more questions about how to test or try to make your bike better, but I just kind of wanted to make a quick podcast for you guys out there that have been asking about how to test, what I should do. So, like I said, super easy to do. Buy a notebook, get a numerical system, 2, 3, and 4, reference it back, and uh, hopefully your bike will be better. We don't want no 2.5s out there, guys. We want 3.5s and 4s. Just like in women, you want a 10, right? Well, a 4 is like a 10 in dirt bike world. So hopefully you guys can achieve that. If you have any questions, hit me back at chris at com. I will be back after the weekend, probably Monday, with a bunch of hard part tests that I've been riding. We'll do a podcast, and uh, hopefully that will help you out. We'll check you later. Thanks to Rocky Mountain com for helping us out. And you guys have a good weekend, and see you next week.